Hello. Thank you so much for listening to Gourmet Garbage. Before we get to the episode, I've got a huge favour to ask you. If you love what we're doing and you think we deserve it, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It's super helpful for us and it's nice to know that you like what we're doing. Thanks so much for listening and here's Gourmet Garbage. I'm Josh. And I'm Ellie. And this week on Gourmet Garbage, we're pairing a blind tasting menu with the show Love is Blind. Gourmet Garbage. Blind tasting menu. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> you still don't get to know what you're eating. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm completely fucking lost right now. I'm like, I, I don't, I've never watched this show. Uh-huh. I don't know what we're eating. Yeah. Do you even need me? Should I just go, like, I'll leave, I'll go get my dad to stand in for me this episode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd prefer you stay. <laughs> well, I, okay, firstly, with this show, mm-hmm. so I actually, I missed out completely on the Love is Blind boat. A lot of people I was working with um, at the time when it came out were talking about it so much mm-hmm. and telling me, you've got to watch this. And then that became a thing of like, everyone's telling me to watch it, so I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> Which is not usually how I am, but I felt like that for this show. I was like, I don't care. I don't really, I'll, I'll watch it another time. And um, I kind of just missed the boat and then forgot about it. Yeah. And then See, that's usually how I am. But this time, because it was lockdown and I this, this came out while I had COVID. So I had so much time. I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. This feels so wrong. I know nothing about this show. I haven't watched it. So Josh is taking the lead. He is going to guide me through yep. the whole adventure. I've heard that it's a kind of... I mean, I thought it was like a British um, show. I thought it was love, something like Love Island. Oh, no. But with blind people. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. So I didn't know it was an American show. Um, well, should we talk about the concept of the show? Yeah, this time you're going to walk me through the premise, which, um, whew, okay, <laughs> I don't like not being in control. <laughs> Go for it. So the idea behind the show is it's kind of lockdown dating before lockdown was a concept. Okay. So there's, for the beginning few episodes, there's uh, a house of men and a house of women because heteronormative television shows. <laughs> um, and... For the first few days, they can date each other in pods where they can talk to each other but can't see each other. Like they date within their own house? So within, like, so the two houses, one's men, one's women, they're like two apartments next to each other and between them are these dating pods which allows them to talk to each other through this screen but they can't see each other. Okay. So it's kind of like quarantine, I can't see you, I have no idea what you look like dating. But I'm assuming they're all hot. I'm assuming everyone's hot. Yeah. Yeah, like, there's just one... It's American television. There's just one fucking ugly guy um, in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there is, actually. Um, I, for real? Really? Oh, my God, okay. But in order to proceed in the show, the man has to propose to the woman before they get to see each other. Propose, like, that they want a date? No, marriage. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my god. It's a will you marry me situation before they've seen each other. Once they've proposed and she said yes, then they get to see each other. They get to spend a bit of time together in an apartment. Engaged. Engaged. <laughs> and then eventually... That's so ironic. That's how we started dating. Right? <laughs> but then eventually you get to the altar and it's at that point that it's like, do you really want to proceed with this? That's all I'll say. Uh-oh. 
oh my god, I'm I'm really fucking excited for this. Yeah. No one's actually explained the show to me. I just heard snippets of like this person it's yeah. the worst. This person drinks too much. Yeah, she does. I had <laughs> she. <laughs> so you know that there's a specific person. There's one girl that I keep I hearing people talking about in this. Got way too into this show. Look, I was living alone. I was splattering my guts up with COVID and I loved it. It was <laughs> it, it distracted me. Okay. I'm really, really excited for this, so actually. And as for the blind tasting what? menu. What? <laughs> so because love blind is blind. Themed. Oh, my God. So what's going to happen is you're going to gouge my eyes out and then we're going to sit down. No, well, okay. I, I, I was thinking a little less violent. Um, so you won't join me for the cooking this week. What? I'll still film it, but you won't know what's happening. What? Okay. So there's multiple courses, and you'll get to taste them blind before you get to see what it actually is. They're all delicious, actually nice food, but you'll taste them blind. Oh my god, I so we'll love blindfold this idea. You. This is so fun. But we're having dinner with my parents. Do yeah. they know what... The- they don't know what's coming either. Or they, they're they're going to be blindfolded? We can't. Do you think we should? I mean, I, that's kind of weird, but... <laughs> I mean, maybe just blindfold me and then That's we'll just tell them to be quiet. Yeah. But that means we have to record me. Yeah. Oh, my God. This yeah. is hilarious. So tonight's meal is also blind. I'm really happy with how much you've thought about this. Four-course meal. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? Yep. Josh. Fuck, i got to think of something creative to do when it's my turn to completely <laughs> take the lead and cook as well. Now I feel like an asshole. I'm like, oh, all right, you go ahead, you take over. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> but look at you. Okay, well, I don't know. This is this is really exciting. <laughs> so I've been, out, I've been out to the supermarket. I've got 40 quid's worth of amazing food. It's good, like, you're going to love it. Don't, like, because what I was worried about is when I told you it was going to be blind, like, I'm not feeding you weird food. It's going to be delicious, but I want you to taste it blind, having no idea what's going in your mouth, and then just enjoy enjoy the flavors. So who's going to co-host while you're cooking? Are you going to get one of my parents in with you to chat? Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> my vocal, vocal chihuahua. <laughs> That's, uh... Wow, I'm really, I'm really excited. Sorry, I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but I'm a little shocked. So we've got a show you've never seen before. We've yeah. got food you've got no idea what's coming until it hits your mouth. What an episode. Oh my God. Should we go to the kitchen? Yeah, well, I won't. Where am I going to go? Should I just, where, are you going to keep me up here? Yeah, I was going to sort of. Should I, I mean. You know how I rolled you up in the duvet the other <laughs> week so you couldn't move? We'll just burrito you. and <laughs> Burrito me with some water. Yeah. Well, maybe, um, do you, should I like start? Well, no, we want to watch the show together. Of course we do. So how are we going to, should we discuss how we're going to watch the show? So thank you, Rachel, because she suggested episode six, right? Yeah. She messaged us on our Instagram and told us to do the show and watch the specific episode. Yeah. But because I haven't seen any of this. Yeah. I think what we've kind of decided is to just binge watch and yeah. then record this probably around 1 a.m. Yeah. I mean, record our reactions. Yeah. Which will be interesting. So yeah. it's going to be a quite a drunk reaction <laughs> episode. Well, I looked up what episode six is, and that is the episode to watch. But you can't, it's not the kind of show you can just dive into a random episode. You have to get the whole story. No, line. and I'm not interested in diving in. No. I, I want to do it properly. So yeah. I'm happy to. So we'll get through episodes one to five off air. That's six hours of watching. TV. We'll skim them. We'll cliff notes them. All right, that's cool. I'm yeah. happy. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll go to the kitchen. Okay, we'll figure this out. <laughs> 
So the cooking's a bit different this week because Elle's not allowed in the kitchen. I did selfie film some of it, which is on our Instagram, at Gourmet Garbage Podcast. And the full recipes are at the website, gourmetgarbagethepodcast.com. But right now, this is the highlights of the cooking and what Elle thought of the food. So it's just me in the kitchen right now. We're preparing for the first of four courses. So in the oven, I've thinly sliced some fresh, as in raw, beetroot. I peeled it, I thinly sliced it, I drizzled it with some olive oil, put some thyme with it, and we're currently just cooking it at the hottest temperature the oven goes, basically, to turn it into crisps. It looks a bit like salami. And then to go with that, uh, into the Maggi mix, I put a can of chickpeas a whole lemon of lemon juice, a handful of fresh coriander, some paprika, and I'm gonna blend that into a hummus. So the first course, we're gonna have beetroot crisps with a coriander paprika hummus. Should be quite nice. Blindfold on. I might have to put this on the fork for you. Weird. I'll give you the fork. I won't feed you. Please don't do that for me. It's on the fork. So do I have to, like, say what I think it is? Yeah. I have no idea. Is that, like, celeriac or something? It's, like, squash or something, and it's, like, spicy. No. You can take it off. Beetroot. So these are uh, roast beetroot with thyme with a um, coriander paprika hummus sauce. Interesting. It's good. So I'm going to get going on the soup. Heating up a large fry pan. I'm going to put about 90 grams of butter in there and then whack in the mushrooms and the garlic and soften them, but not burn them, you know what I mean? Well, now that the uh, onion and garlic is nice and soft, I'm gonna add in the mushrooms. We're gonna fry them for another few minutes till the mushrooms are soft. All right, so the mushrooms are softened, which is what we want. So I think at this point, we're gonna transfer to a stock pot. Pour all of this into the stock pot. And to that, we're gonna put some flour. Give it a stir, get the flour everywhere. And we'll add in the chicken stock. And we need to bring this back to the boil before adding in a couple of bay leaves. So, we've got that boiling away. I've stuck a couple of bay leaves in it. I'm gonna bring the temperature down a bit. We're just gonna leave it boiling. finish off the second course, we need to uh, pulverize this. And rescue the bay leaves as you find them. And now that that is nicely pulverized, we're briefly going to get it back on the heat.
and into it we need four tablespoons of cream before we can serve. Single cream. Now really you just want to serve that with a bit of parsley on top. Alright, this is a soup, so I'll get it on the spoon for you. Okay. There you go. Oh my god, it's so good. It's mushroom soup. Wild mushroom soup. Yay! Congratulations. <laughs> you may take your blindfold off. Nice. Oh my god. Fresh wild mushroom soup. This is so good. shoulders into them I've put some black pudding and we've wrapped it in bacon now what we've got to do is put it in a roasting dish and get it into the oven and we'll add some uh, honey bread onions to that soon let's get that in the oven Post-production Josh here. At this point, I peeled some small red onions and fried them in some honey, but naturally, both the audio and the video corrupted, and there's no evidence that I did this. So for your benefit, imagine that this is a fry pan filled with honey. And now picture me putting these small, whole, peeled red onions into it. And voila, the power of imagination. So, our pork and our onions have been roasting for a while. They're looking pretty good with the honey. So here's our honey pork black pudding bacon with our roast red onions. I think we should plate these up. three. There's already some on a fork. There you go. Enjoy. Is that pork? Yes. What's with it? Honey? Yes. Anything else? I don't know. Take your blindfold off. So this is a pork, uh, this is black pudding wrapped with a pork shoulder wrapped with bacon and um, a red onion all roasted in honey. Oh honey my sauce. god this is good. Course three. Crap. It's so good. We'll get our dessert ready. Up here I've melted some Swiss chocolate. Into that we're gonna put a couple of scoops of instant coffee. We're, we're making this a mocha flavor. Stir that through. So this chocolate's melted and it's been cooling for a little bit. It's not completely hot. So I'm quite happy with that now. So we'll bring this over here. There's a whole pot of double cream that I have whipped to soft peaks. So we're going to add the chocolate in. So we've got a coffee chocolate in there with the cream. I did also add a teaspoon of uh, Madagascan vanilla extract in with the cream. So now we just want to fold that in and mix it. scoop it into some receptacles, in this case some teacups. And then on top of that, 
you put a dollop of creme fraiche, just to offset the sweetness. Ali, you ready? Final course. It's been waiting in the fridge. If I just look at it, does that count? You don't have to taste it. Okay. I'll put some on a spoon for you. Where's your hand? There you go. Um, what is this, mascarpone? No. Coconut something? No. What is this? Take your blindfold off if you want. This is a mocha cream made with Swiss milk chocolate with a creme fraiche dollop on top. Oh my god. Oh, it's so good. I want one. Can I have one, please? <laughs> Holy crap. So how full are we? <laughs> so that was a four-course tasting menu. Yeah. That was amazing. I've never... Oh, I was going to say, I've never eaten anything with my eyes closed before. That sounds so weird. That was amazing. I'm a little gassy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really gassy. <laughs> I think it was the mushrooms. There's a lot of mushrooms in that soup. It was so good. So it was... What was the first course? It was like a beetroot salad. Sorry, Ollie's... Uh, oh, Ollie's having a passionate moment with one of his toys. Ollie, can you just, can it wait? So it started with this beetroot kind of salad, a uh, little tasting thing. Yeah. And then onto this really great wild mushroom soup, which was so earthy and mm. creamy. And then onto this like amazing pork dish. And then it finished with a really delicious coffee kind of cream dessert. And I ate all of it. I had to stop halfway through the dessert. I helped you out. Yeah, you finished mine. It was so good. And it was an ingenious idea. I really, I, I didn't even consider you were going to do anything like this. So I just, yeah. I'm I, thoroughly impressed. I really am. And it was coordinated beautifully. Like a tasting menu is. Oh, thank you. No, it's super impressive. Like a tasting menu that's so hard to like coordinate, you know, for four people as yeah. well. And trying to plan it out in a way to like get it all without people having to wait ages in between courses. It was just very impressive shit. Well done. I'm just, I'm very tired and I think we should just burn the kitchen instead of doing the dishes. Because it's too much. <laughs> Let's just like hire someone. <laughs> ah, and... And we uh, binge watch six episodes of Love is Blind. How was that marathon? This was not what I expected. Yeah. I have so much to say about it. I'm worried about getting all my thoughts out. I mean, <laughs> as always, we wrote notes, but... There is so much I want to say. Yeah. I mean, I should just start by saying this was not what I expected. No. When you explain the kind of the whole like they're in pods kind of talking to each other. Yeah. I thought that that was it. That was sort of the premise of it. And then they figure out, you know, what people look like and then get, you know, get engaged. And then it kind of goes from there. But no, it's a whole fucking process yeah. where the whole like actually love is blind thing kind of becomes redundant after a while. It's just like, will this relationship work out? Yeah. And then saying, like, it should work because you've known each, you know, you got to know each other before you were physically seeing each uh, other. But no, it was like, what, three to five days or yeah. something of just talking without seeing each other. And then that not, does not, not just make, like, yeah. do you want to see each other? It's, will you marry me? Yeah. Jesus. It's like, wait, I'm really, it's, it's a very in, interesting experiment. Yeah. But it's like, it's more just like about luck. Yeah. Whether then is love really blind? Yeah. It's like, 
well, what? I don't really get it's just stopped being relevant yeah. after a while. I mean, it's still fascinating, <laughs> but just a strange concept. Yeah. Well, I thought before we go into the uh, the couples that did end up together, I want to know what you thought about all of that, the whole dating part of it when uh, we're in the pods when they're talking through walls before before we had these established couples it was a interesting way of dating yeah in the sense that facial cues are so important in reading someone's tone or whatever and i'm sure the awkwardness must be so much more intense so in that sense the amount of bullshit you can cut out yeah with not looking at each other and just kind of trying to get each other's personalities and sense of humor is that might be more efficient in a way or it could go the other way because i'd be really worried that my constant sarcasm would just come across as me being an asshole it if would. you can't see me oh no it would <laughs> i already know yeah it would okay but like honestly to say something horrible which is not what i love to do in this podcast these people don't have as far as i know a great deal of substance like they're a little bit classic kind of basic like reality mm. show Sorry, that's really harsh to say, but there's not much substance there. They'd be like, yeah. I like food. And he'd be like, you like food too? Oh my God, we're like the same person. <laughs> we are, I feel. We're like vibing. We are vibing. And then it would just be like, oh my God, well, great. Let's get married. Let's get married. I'd eat food. I like food too. Oh, we should have food at our wedding. Yeah. It's like, what, really? <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of like, okay, they're, they're bonding. They're pairing off. Yeah. Interesting. It was really funny when they were starting to get like a real connection with each other. They'd start touching the screens. Yeah. Of Just like fondling bits of set. Yeah. <laughs> it was you're through there. Oh my god, this represents yo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the first sort of bit of uh, a bonding that the first sort of uh couple that started clicking was Jessica and Mark. Yeah. I didn't really know what was coming, but they were bonding and seeing people happy like that made me smile. And I was yeah. like, this is really, this is really sweet. Of course, we will revisit Jessica. But um, that was my first thought of watching um, a couple kind of hit it off. Yeah. I was like, okay, there's something quite sort of tender and sweet about this. That there's nothing to do with real physical attraction. It's just emotional bonding. And you can see people becoming quite affected by it. Yeah. I don't know. It was nice. <laughs> also, something weird is so the guys would go back into their little house and the girls would go back into their house and kind of chat about who they were clicking with. But the guys were like weirdly precious about sex before marriage. Yeah. And like, wait, what? Like, that just seemed very odd after, you know, all the reality show we've been watching. And then you reminded me, well, this is Atlanta. Yeah, it's Georgia. Bible, Bible Belt. Belt. Yeah. Um, and, and these are all, all of these people live in suburban Atlanta. So yeah. I'd imagine it's still quite a, even if it's not what you personally believe, I imagine for a lot of them, you still, you know, put up pretenses that, that you are precious about sex because yeah. that's the socially acceptable thing. Yeah, there was one guy that put his hand up when they said, is there a virgin here? And he put his hand up and he's like, I want to wait, I want to wait. And then he never appeared again. <laughs> so he's still waiting. In he's his, still waiting. In his navy blue virgin he's still, sports coat. He's still in that house <laughs> long after the show's wrapped. Yeah. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. I think the thing I took away from the whole pod interview thing was that there were real moments of genuine emotion. Yeah. And um, it was just really affecting to watch. And I was surprised at how 
into it and wrapped up in it, I got. Yeah. And I'm sure it was much more meticulous than it seemed on screen. I'm sure that they had so many different, you know, scenarios. I'm sure there were like dates that absolutely sucked and they just talked to each other and nothing clicked. Yeah. As much as I would have liked to have seen that. I mean, there was one where one of the girls was just like, I'm just like one of the guys. Like, I prefer the company of men because I'm just like one of them. I'm just like, I'm so cool. I, I'm i just like a boy. Basically, I can pick up a tank with my finger. Yeah. And then the guy just walked out. Yeah. Like, he just left the pod. She was like, are you there? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> there was Barnett, who was kind of um, vying for... You know, the hearts of three different girls. Yeah. That was a, the not ma- handling it well. No, that was sort of the main focus for a bit. He uh, ends up kind of fucking over two of the girls, yeah. one of which Jessica does not take it well. And she will let you know that. She will continue to not take it well. Yeah, Jessica's the one that's... In multiple countries. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll go through the yeah. couples. But yeah, so that was kind of the main thing about it. The couple that I really liked the most in this process and who have continued so far to be my favorite yeah. was Cameron and Lauren. Yeah. They were so sweet. Yeah. That yeah. seemed very sweet and genuine. And I mean, can we continue on past the pod discussion now? Yeah, let's, about- let's talk about the couples. I mean, Cameron and Lauren, just yeah. like you say, the most genuine and... They seem to really care about each other from the get-go. They seem to really care. They seem, like, sort of tentative and nervous, like, you know, and shy around each other, which was sweet. You know, it was realistic, and you could tell it wasn't being forced. They do like each other. Yeah. I love you so much, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. (laughs) Will you marry me? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes, Cameron. I will marry you. I will be your wife. <laughs> I don't know. It was just really nice to watch. They yeah. obviously really care. And it's um, Lauren's first ever time being an uh, interracial couple. Yeah. You know, Lauren's African-American, Cameron's white. And she's like, this is the first time I've ever kissed a white guy. Yeah. And now she's like engaged to a white guy. And it's just kind of an interesting, you know, scenario. Yeah. It's an interesting situation that they're in that she's like, you know, a little nervous about it. But yeah, like the, she was worried about his tiny white lips. Yeah, she said, "I'm worried about kissing his little white lips." Um, but it looked like they enjoyed it. Yeah, and they're my yeah, they're my favorite. They're they just, just nice. Yeah, they're not like as aggressive as the other couples. They're just sweet and seem genuinely in love. And, and they don't seem to be bringing their baggage to this relationship. No, it's like it's it just seems it seems nice, and it seems like they understand that it's soon, and they're yeah. trying to rush into it. But they've like set up their boundaries. She yeah. she wants to be. She needs her own space, Mm -hmm. which I get. Yeah. And she said that. And they're still going. I mean, as far as I know, we only got to episode six. As far as I know, they're still, you know, going ahead with getting married. And she said, I want to keep my place, which is like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, they're my favorite. Yay, them. I hope that that works out. I'm trying so hard not to look it up and see who's who's still together or who got married or whatever. But, yeah. (laughs) So next we've got Carlton and Diamond. Mm-hmm. Carlton, uh, who is a social media marketer, and Diamond, who is a former dancer for an NBA team. And, yeah, she's, uh, she's a dancer. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, all the women in this are absolutely yeah. stunning. He is... I'm not really a fan. He's, like, really, like, kind of just, like, a little rude to her at some points. And yeah. 
she takes it and then he but then he says um well he's uh, basically he's bisexual he's bisexual so he's dated men and women in his past is how he describes it but he doesn't tell her until um they're on holiday together yeah. once they've sort of proposed he's proposed and yeah. she said yes then he's like yeah this is going to ruin our relationship but i've got to tell you like makes this big thing yeah and then he says i've dated men yeah, so to, probably worth pointing out, once or for all the couples that proposed and accepted, they were all whisked away to a resort in Cancun, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she doesn't react great. No. I mean, but she's not, she's not like awful, but she just, she reacts like someone who hasn't been around a bisexual person before yeah. or a gay person. She doesn't really know what to say. So she's like, so do you still want to sleep with other dudes? Yeah. Kind of, kind of thing, which, you know, it's that's not anything to do with what he's saying. He's just letting her know that that's, you know, yeah. a part of who he is. But he gets so defensive, so yeah. childish with his, uh, you know, it, and, you know, and then it just resorts to name calling and they break up. Name calling and... Uh- bagging on each other's appearance yeah he yells at, at her other. that her wig's been slipping yeah like, fuck you dude i don't give a fuck I about a ring fuck a ring fuck a ring this is why i don't deal with bitches like you oh i'm a bitch now you don't call me a bitch in my face i don't deal with women like you, you. fuck you fuck you fucker nah said, fuck like me Fuck you. Bye. Kids, look. And watch fix- my ass to the neck, dick no, boy. No, watch your wig, because you, it keeps sliding. It's been sliding since you day one. You think I am? Your wig been you sliding since day one. You ain't married to no one. average bitch boy. Peace out. Shut the fuck up. Peace out. Fuck- oh, you so fucking old. You mad because I'm telling the truth. Um, and and then then we don't see them anymore. No. So that's, yeah. That's- he also had such a shiny beard. The boldest head and thickest, shiniest beard. Yeah. Just like that beard was reflecting the studio lights like nothing else. It was no, unreal. Yeah, that's all that he used. Uh, I think it's just too much beard oil. Yeah, a lot of guys use too much beard oil. Like they get excited about owning beard oil products and then they just go over the top with it, and then their faces are just little, little greasy, <laughs> greasy faces, greasy matted beards. Um. So yeah, that's them. Yeah. There's also Gia, Gianna, what's her name? Giannini. Um, it is uh, Giannina. Giannina, of course, and Damien. Yeah. They do, they both propose to each other. Throughout this whole thing, I have been trying to find my soulmate. I see you as my equal, and I'm just as strong as you. So I want to ask you, Damien Powers, will you marry me? I will marry you. I'll marry you too. I accept. I accept. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. <sighs> I never expected that. He proposes to her, but she's a strong woman. She's like, no, no, no. No, she's like, no, 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 you sit down. Will you marry me? She looks like um, Mandy Moore. A cross between Mandy Moore and Lila Garrity. She's got a very, very breathy voice. Yeah, it's breathy and croaky. Yeah, so she's from uh, Caracas in Venezuela. He is, he comes across as just an ordinary Midwestern American guy. Yeah. Um, He's actually originally from Germany, which I didn't know. He doesn't seem German at all, um, except for an occasional lack of enthusiasm. (laughs) But between... 
they seem to be a couple of contrast, I thought. Yeah, she's very loud and out there and he seems very reserved. But, I mean, when they see each other for the first time, it's very sweet and they're kind of blown away by each other. Yeah. And um, for the moment, they seem good, except that he's a little... Well, yeah, he's a little in his own head and yeah. she doesn't like that. She keeps being, he, he, I remember they were on holiday and yeah. he's like on the, you know, on a boat with her and she's like, he's like, it's so nice to escape from reality. And she's like, what do you mean? What, yeah. what are you escaping what's from? He, and he and said, he, just stress and friends. She's like, what stress? And, and it's like, okay. What are you escaping from? Reality. Okay, why? Because I'm here and I'm enjoying this. When you go on vacation, it's to escape your everyday routines. Okay, well, you're not understanding what I'm trying to tell you, so. Well, you're not saying it. Yes, I am. Let's say it. I am telling you. You're just not listening to me. I said, I'm enjoying being here with you and enjoying the moment. And you started going down this whole road of well, overthinking whole road. everything. I'm not overthinking. I'm just asking you a question. And if that and means answered, that I'm overthinking I've answered it. every question. Okay. So what did I not answer? Nothing. Nothing. I think... They just, it seems like a miscommunication, that's Mm. all. But it seems to be cropping up a little bit, so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that one's going to last. Just from an outsider's view that doesn't know how this ends, I don't know if that's lasting. I think think she could do better. I think she needs to be with someone fiery. Yeah. And he needs to be with someone more submissive and bland. (laughs) Um. Sorry, that's harsh. Uh, Who are the the couple with the Ks? Kelly and Kenny. Yeah, next there's Kelly and Kenny. And they seem just nice. nice. They just kiss. They talk about how much they like kissing. Yeah. They kiss a lot. She says that he's a great kisser. Yeah. Then it cuts to them kissing. Yeah. Then it cuts to them kissing again. And occasionally they just smile between kisses. Yeah. If I could stay in Mexico with Kelly forever, I would say yes in a heartbeat. My life could not get any better. Um, no, no. I mean, it it will get better because we'll grow together and support one another as a partnership. I think they like each other and they'll probably have a nice time. I'm There's... sure they will, but we don't care. They're, so, yeah. Yeah. They're, like, they're, mm. Yeah. They're, they're fine. Yeah. Again, very good looking couple. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh, then there is Barnett and Angela. Amber. Amber. <laughs> Barnett and Amber. Uh, Barnett, the frat bro. Yeah. Amber, the ex-tank mechanic. Yeah. she She's the one that's one of the guys. Who currently has a makeup credit card. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I have a Birchbox subscription that's £10 a month on makeup and and toiletries. I spend more than that a month on skincare and toiletries anyway. Fuck it. Um, I like my hair to shine. To shine. Um, So this is, so Amber is the woman that Barnett ended up choosing in the pods after his uh, three-woman uh, quandary. She well, she had a very moving and honest conversation with him yeah. about how she was sort of pressured by her ex to give up a baby that she, yeah, I think wanted. I need to know if a situation like that comes up and an unexpected pregnancy happens. I'm not gonna be. I, I won't be forced to choose. I can't survive that again. Like I, just, I, it would destroy me. And that clearly really struck a chord with him. So he ended up, even though he kept saying, she scares me, she scares the hell out of me. He ends up going for her and they seem to fit pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They they seem like, well, she actually said it. um, They're as crazy as each other. Yeah. 
Which, um, in normal terms, is not crazy. No. <laughs> They're just normal. No. They're like, we're so quirky. We're... I snort laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you're so funny. Um, snorting. Yeah. Snorting but they seem, look, they seem to really like each other as well and be into each other and get each other, so. Yeah, so again, for that point of view for me who again doesn't know the ending i think they might fizzle out you reckon i think so they so might get a bit bored of each other i think so well so far the couples that i really feel good about is lauren and cameron yeah i think for sure they're gonna stay together yeah kelly and oh my god i've forgotten his name kenny. again kenny and Ke- kelly and kenny yeah kennifer and califer cannula cannulin cannula cannula <laughs> <laughs> Caniston. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they're going to stay together. Okay. And kiss forever. Even though they haven't forked yet. They're, no. They're, I think they're going to... Well, they're just good people. Sure. Um, yeah. They're... <laughs> they have Jesus in their hearts. They do. Uh, and their genitals. Yeah. But Barnett and Amber, I have a feeling they yeah. might fizzle out. Okay. I mean, um, I'm not going to give anything away, but no, don't. I, I love these theories. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I think they're probably, uh, they seem happy. I might be completely yeah. wrong, but I sense there's going to be some sort of storm coming up because she's quite intense. She's, um, yeah. And actually on episode six, which is the one we just watched, they talked about finances and she revealed. So he's obviously doing all right with work and finances. He's got this great house to himself uh, with with his dog mm. um, and she's saying I've got $20,000 in student debt how much are we talking about and about 20 grand that I have not been paying on honestly you haven't been paying I'm on not no Ooh. I have been pushing it off and off and so off so it just gets and worse and worse and worse and worse I pay the minimum at least or no no I haven't paid anything I've been out of work or I was homeless for a while and I was like couch surfing between you know my friends homes mm. and she was also very vague about her working situation he was like so how she's, many days a she's week like, do you work she's like I, I work to live I don't live yeah. to work which is such a yeah. cop out response yeah. and yeah and, and, and he asked her how many days a week do you work and she said uh, as much as I like which was like, no, could maybe tell your fiance how much you work so that you can gauge what your contribution is going to be here. So, yeah, I think there's some bumps in the road there as well. Yeah. And then that just leaves Jessica and Mark. Yeah. Which is, so we have Mark, the 24-year-old personal trainer, the son of Mexican immigrants, and Jessica, the 34-year-old regional manager of what we don't know, um, who uh, doesn't matter? D- doesn't, yeah. <laughs> Regional manager of uh, Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Um, My God. She. Oh. I didn't see that coming. So, I remember people talking in my office about yeah. this one person on the show who was um, just insufferable yeah. and cringy, like the most cringy woman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, like, what happened was Jessica was so keen on Barnett, and Barnett had made signals to her back in the pods that he was like, I think I'm going to ask you to marry me. He ended up not doing that. He chose Amber, as we know. Yeah, and but Jessica, like, she does this thing in the pod where she'd make her voice really high and yeah. cute. And vocal frat. And she's like, so do you still think that you want to marry me? Yeah. And he was just like, I don't know anymore. She goes, wait, really? What? What do you mean? Is it true that... You still feel the same way you felt last night about me? I don't know. Wait, really? 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then almost immediately Jessica goes back to Mark. And it's so obvious that she's going for a backup choice that she's not completely happy this with. This is not a normal going for a backup choice. This isn't just casually dating. This is someone you're yeah. going to marry. So yeah. she just does this really weird dysfunctional thing of, okay, I'll just go for him instead. Yeah. When it's the, when this guy is fully expecting that she wants to spend the rest of her life with him. Yeah. Um, and straight off the bat, you can tell she's really not into him. Yeah. I mean, not that they need to be fucking straight away, but she, um, you know, she's like, I'm not there yet. Um, which, you know, fine. It's like, if you, you know, it, it is a lot sure. to go straight into this relationship. I mean, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I'd need some time to like, you know, get, <laughs> yeah. like, get to know them a bit more. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I would understand that if that was genuine, but you can tell She's just not into him and Mark's saying, you know, I'm respecting her choice. Yeah. But it's just obvious that she isn't into him and he's... Yeah. Well, right down to when she said to she was doing a, um, a piece to Cam and she said, when I kiss him, I feel nothing. Like, that should be... It's just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Then stop. Yeah. Enough. But you can tell she's just hoping she'll see uh, Barnett and Amber's relationship crumble. She is so orbiting Barnett. It's... From it's, from when they arrive on vacation yeah. up to where we are in episode six of yeah. them all living in the same housing complex. Yeah. She's just getting drunk and being yeah. just so dysfunctional and yeah. trying to take his temperature if he's going to break up with Amber. Well, yeah, she just um, in this in this last episode, they were having a, a dinner together in this condo for uh, Barnett's birthday. And she was she'd obviously had some drinks. She sat down with Barnett and had a big conversation about how his relationship with Amber was going and ended it by essentially saying, well, you know, if anything happens, just call me. Talk to me. I'll be here. Nothing will ever break the bond we I know. made. I know. Literally. We had a friendship. We do. Friendship. And honestly, like, I want the best for you. So, like, if anything ever comes up and you, find, you reach out to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, whoa. I'll be here. Yeah. I'm two balconies below you. <laughs> you can spit on me. Yeah, oh my hands so over. But yeah, um the bit that irritated me really like actually made me think, yeah, this woman is not yeah. a, not a good human was her berating this guy who she knew what she was getting into with yeah. someone 10 years her junior. Like, how do you feel about the fact that I'd be like the sole provider? Like, you know, having a go at the fact that he isn't as established in his career as yeah. her and she kind of pushes that, well, I make six figures. You know, it took a while, but I worked towards it. Yeah, and we'll just, give him 10 years and he might too. Yeah, we're just fucking bringing him down. Yeah. And he is just like... I'll be 60, you'll be 50. And he's just like, I appreciate you're a powerful woman. I really admire that. My mother was a powerful woman. She's like, oh my God, well, I'm not your mom. Like, stop bringing up I don't want to be your mom. I'm not your mom. But what are your like thoughts around like kind of like gender roles and how they play into managing finances? Again, I refer back to my mom and how she is. You know what I'm saying? And I, I see a lot of qualities similar. And so... Mm -hmm. My mom has always been that, like, rock. She's always been my rock, solid, like, that's my woman. And that's why I'm, like, attracted to you. Yeah, you're amazing. And not just what you, the physical features, it's you as a person. Like, I want to be me, though. I don't want to be your mom. Yeah. Just completely dismissing him, and he's so in love with her. It's yeah. so hard to watch. This poor fucking guy. Yeah. Um, and she's just completely bringing him down and drinking and drinking. And then this weird moment, which you said, you, blew up social yeah. media when it I came kind out. of I kind of had a moment of looking at my phone and you you know you grabbed my hand and you said you've got to, you've got you've to got look to at see the, this yeah, yeah you've got yeah. to look at this bit and she's talking to him 
or he's talking to her and she's not really listening. She's drinking red wine. And then she fucking puts her glass down and her golden retriever starts lapping red wine out of her wine glass. And she's like, she loves red wine. Yeah. Like, whoa. Don't give your dog booze. I mean, what the fuck? It's, yeah. So that, that was, that, I think that was the part of this. Imagine if I did that to Ollie. Oh, I, uh, he loves Don Julio 1942. <laughs> he would too. He would. Um, and only 1942. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, but that was definitely the, the one bit of this series that sort of broke the internet, you know? As it fucking should. Yeah. Like, that's poisoning your goddamn dog yeah. on TV. Yeah, you know, give him a give him a give him a fucking Lindor ball while you're at it. Jesus. It was it was really it was a really weird moment that yeah. they kept it in as well. I, it just something about that whole thing was like, oh yeah, this woman does not have it all together. No. You know, she's just berating him for wanting to be with her and saying, Yep, I'm willing to, you know, expediate my life with you because I know that your eggs are going to fucking die soon because you're yeah. old. Like, you know, I will have children with you. I'm yeah. ready. And she's like, it's a red flag that you're so emotionally available. Mark is very emotionally available. To me, it's a bit of a red flag because no guy is that emotionally available. I've never seen it. Never experienced it. It's like we're watching an experiment on Discovery Channel for all I know. I mean, He's, you know, everything I say, he's up for it. Uh, what? What? Don't you want what? someone to be emotionally available? What is a, what, what, I mean, how is that a red flag? Yeah. I she's, mean, I think she's clearly subconsciously looking for red flags, yeah. I mean, I swear to God, if a guy comes up to her in a gym, negs her and then steals her handbag, is that the perfect guy for her? Like, I mean, I don't understand what she's looking for here. Just fucking yeah. crazy behavior. Anyway, yeah. um, irritated by her beyond belief. I like this is my issue with dating shows with reality TV. Yeah. I hate watching people get fucking crushed like that emotionally. Like yeah. um, that's the part of this show that's making me uncomfortable is watching this young guy get crushed by a woman ten years his senior who's already kind of showing the beginnings of gaslighting him. Yeah. And for me, I don't find that fun. I find that very disturbing to watch. Yeah. So I am hoping that he does not go to the fucking altar and that he calls it off and yeah. says, enough, you are, you need help. I'm going to go to a bar, as yeah. I should, and go pick up a cute bartender. Just enough. Yeah. Stop it, Mark. This show came out a while ago. I'm so behind <laughs> the rest of the world. I feel like everyone's already had these thoughts and feelings, but I'm late to the party and I want to say it now. Fuck you, Jessica. Someone take that dog away from her. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, I watched all of this whilst I was locked down with COVID. <laughs> Just imagine yelling at your screen like, <laughs> It wasn't oh, Jessica. Like <laughs> it was, I was, I was angry and phlegmy That's at not Jessica. how you treat a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot like that. <laughs> Just bits of phlegm sticking to my TV. Oh, nice. Um, one more thing I wanted to mention, yeah. which is in my notes, is um, the presenter who they just kind of sporadically show up. We've seen them like what twice or something now, and they keep just saying weird things like, "Is love blind? Love is infinite." You guys have the foundation of the strongest marriage ever. It's like, what are you talking about? You have the foundations yeah. of the strongest marriage ever. Isn't like a couple who have been through actual 
combat together yeah. and come home from war and started a family <laughs> during the depression more of a stronger like what are you talking about the strongest marriage yeah. ever i feel like they filled Just, the writer's room by putting an ad on craigslist for cliche writers yeah but there is a lot of that there's a lot of weird talk in this yeah. of like them saying shit that they've heard in movies of like actors say and they're like that sounds good love is terrifying mm. i am jumping into this head first and i want you to jump with me and hopefully we'll dive in the waters together just talk like a normal person all my life i thought i knew where i was but i was in the dark yeah now i'm in the light because love is blind and it's a metaphor oh. it's like just talk normally yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just weird sort of but i'm okay i'm sorry i got in i got in a hole now of like yeah, everything <laughs> I, I am really enjoying it how many episodes have we got left? Uh, a few, I think. We definitely need to get through the weddings. <sighs> yeah. Like, yeah. Especially I want, because, well, I want you to find out how well your theories hold. All right. We will post um, a little video on Instagram of my wedding reactions. If yeah. If that sounds good. I think we definitely doesn't, should. It's going to be too late by the time <laughs> this comes out. It'll already be out. If it doesn't come out, we've had a massive argument in production meeting and are no longer on speaking terms. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. But I think we should do that because I'd like to see what you think of, of the weddings. Like just not even who ends up at the weddings, but the weddings themselves are quite, quite interesting too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're rating, you're asking me the ratings this time. Yes. So how do we feel about Love is Blind episodes one to six? Episodes one to six. I am rating it in terms of the type of reality show I love. It is a six out of 10. Okay. It's not my favorite style of show. Yeah. Because there isn't enough sort of characterization really yeah. and you can't get as committed to it as with longer series shows yeah. but in terms of a standalone i'm i mean I, I i am really really enjoying it it reminds me kind of of are you the one which we might yeah. um look at on, in season two of gourmet garbage Ooh. which is a, another very kind of similar interesting being kept in a house together scenario yeah. without it being a kind of a big brother situation <laughs> yeah. where you just watch them shaving their legs in silence for yeah. 10 minutes. So yeah, six out of 10. I yeah. am enjoying it. I'm yeah. sure we're going to watch more shows like this. Yeah. For me, I think like, I, I think I would, would have given it when I watched it about a seven and a half, because genuinely this is like the first reality series that before I met you even sucked me in. Like I was seriously watching it and I was following the tweets and the reddits about it. And I was like, yeah. holy shit. You know what? That's a, actually a really good point. If I was swept up in yeah. the, um, in the hype, in the hype, maybe the rating would be yeah. higher because I never got into Love Island, but yeah. I understand a lot of the kind of joy of those shows yeah. is watching along with the rest of the world going into work the next day and talking yeah. about it, um, you know, reading the tweets, going on Reddit, reading the forums, whatever you yeah. do. I understand that that part of the... It's like it's a reality show, you know, yeah. version of... After Game of Thrones comes out, it's all everyone talks about, but these are real people, yeah. so you can actually hear their reactions yeah. online. Like, it's a whole, it's a very different thing. Yeah, and this is the first show that managed to convince me that, yes, that's what I want to do with my time right now, is is follow nothing but the show. I did have a lot of time on my hands, to be fair. I was at home and sick. But, I understand. Yeah, this was this You was don't what need to defend yourself to no. me. <laughs> no, you're right. And how, how, about, how about the food? How are we rating that? The food for me... 
as a concept, as a meal in itself, as how it paired with the show was a nine and a half out of ten. Ooh, what does it take to get a ten with you? Jesus. I'll get there. Nine and a half? Nine and a half? I don't want to give it the highest half. rating yet I'll, because... I'll take a nine and a half. Because I... I, I you want to keep me on my toes? Yeah. <laughs> I want to make you work for it. I ain't going to rest on my laurels. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Well, like I said before, we know... Uh, we know what soup I'm going to be making all winter. That was so good. Yeah. Oh, I love mushroom soup. Yeah. It was so hearty and delicious. And I, I, I will kind of look more into more dating reality shows because I don't want to write it off or anything. Yeah. I just am quite, I, I find it hard to watch people in actual emotional agony, unlike yeah. a lot of the world who revel in it. Um, like stuff like Britain's Got Talent and The X Factor, those shows of watching people get crushed in uh, front of, yeah. in front of, you know, a live audience. Yeah. That's not fun for me. That just is sort of like fucking anguish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know these people signed up for this. You've got to just fucking go with it. And yeah. I need to, I need to man up. So I'm, I'm willing to watch more. I want to watch the end of this. I want to look into more reality dating shows. My friend Matty is the expert on it. Uh, Matty, shout out. I'm going to text you after this and get those recs from you. But yeah, impressive shit. Several more episodes to go. Yeah. <laughs> So next week you're cooking for me. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Very exciting <laughs> stuff. It's been a while. It's been two whole episodes, but we are revisiting the whole Bravo train, which is yes. where my heart lies. Yes. Sorry for the British listeners that are just waiting for me to do a British show. We will get there. I promise. Coach trip. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um I mean, Bravo is the king of reality yeah. TV. So we are going to be going back to Bravo. And because you took the reins for this episode, I am going to take the reins and attempt to cook something. I get a week off. All I got to do is watch TV and talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, as you will all see on Instagram and here, I am not a great cook. I get very serious. Um, yeah. I get very frightening, apparently, when I cook. I'm yeah. very strict. Um, I say things like, get out of my kitchen, get out of my galley, and I throw tea towels. COVID or no COVID, you need to socially distance from Allie when she's cooking. Yeah, I, I'm not fun. I'm not like a cute, warm, and, and it's not like charming, like, I'm so stressed, oh my God, I'm a woman, I no, can't do this. No, it's like, oh my God, she's about to burn me with her laser eyes if I get closer. No, I, I am one of those that finds cooking incredibly stressful. I don't gleam any satisfaction from it, except for when people are clearly liking it, then yay, but I... I don't know. For me, it's not worth the sweating. Well, this will be fun. I have a great meal plan, to be fair, and I've made it before, and I'm reasonably confident. You're getting so. delivery and plating it up, aren't you? <laughs> Messed up by <laughs> <Yeah>. style. <laughs> <laughs> funny if i fucking did that just just taco bell <laughs> and you were like wow uh, ellie this um looks like taco bell this, no this no quesadilla is so rubbery <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about that's just how i cook um so for this episode from now on we've got um footage of the cooking yeah. devouring process yeah. without the creepy ASMR eating noises. It's more just you can watch along on our Instagram. Yeah. That is Gourmet Garbage Podcast. Yep. And uh, on Twitter, you can find some 
some bullshit as well, if you fancy it. But who really uses Twitter? But we're still there, at GG the podcast. Uh, and then again, as always, please let us know you're out there and listening. Please. Hello at gourmetgarbagethepodcast.com. Yep. And all four of the recipes that I cook tonight uh, will be on the website as well, gourmetgarbagethepodcast.com, as well as links to listen to us literally anywhere. And yeah. And uh, if you want to follow me <laughs> and pictures of my dog... And other things of me in lockdown just furloughed to death. I am Eleanor underscore follows. And if you want to follow me and pictures of my hair on all parts of my body, I am at J-W-O-O-O-T. And yeah, we need to go do the dishes or burn the kitchen or just go Move. outside and fart. Move out. <laughs> yeah. Well, well uh, yeah. Listen in for, tune in for next Wednesday. Please. Tune in. Tune in, listen. people say that anymore? Press you. Yeah. Why not? Go on Spotify every Wednesday, 11 a.m. while you're commuting around your house. Yeah. Or your preferred podcast merchant. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Gourmet. Garbage.